We're going to kick off this Colgate Raider Report podcast with Colgate softball. Good afternoon, Colgate country. This is Eric Malinowski. Glad to be talking to one of the stars of the Colgate softball team, and that is Jordan Miller. Jordan, after starting 1-8 and eight as a freshman and a sophomore, how good through nine games this year does it feel to start 5-4? and four? Yeah, uh, it feels awesome. Definitely very different um, from our first two seasons, so we're off to a really great start. Um, which is really encouraging for all of us, especially those who are upperclassmen. It's, it's definitely a very different feel this year. Yeah, and how'd you guys turn it around after losing the first three? Did any doubt creep into the mind saying, okay, here we go again? Or were you guys a confident bunch seeing how well you played in the first three games despite the losing results and figured you guys were going to be able to turn it around? You know, there's always a little bit of doubt, like, oh, okay, like, here it goes again, but with our previous losses in previous years, I just think that, you know, we weren't very competitive in those losses. And this year it was just very different. We hung in every single game. Like those were games that we definitely could have won. And so I think that's what kept us like very encouraged um, to like keep pushing forward and stay the course because we were, you know, definitely right there to take those games. And what is the difference so far? I know it's early in the season, but what do you feel is the reason for the turnaround? I feel like the reason has been a lot led from, the pitchers in the circle I think they have like a great mindset about them and a great presence in the circle and that's always easier to play behind and definitely hit for um I think we've definitely prepared a little bit differently this year in regards to our practices and just a different mentality at the plate I think Marissa has preached to us a lot about you know focusing more on quality at bats as opposed to the outcome so I think that takes a lot of pressure off of hitters it's you know, they're not focused on getting, oh, I need to get a hit this at bat. They're just more focused on, let me see some pitches, let me put a good swing on it, and then good things will come from that. Talking to Jordan Miller of the Colgate softball team, and I would assume that with it being the second year now under the new coaching staff, has to be a lot smoother this year considering the get-to-know-each-other phase is over with and you can get straight to work. Yes, definitely. The first year there was you know, we were trying to get to know her. Uh, she was giving her expectations of us. We needed to communicate like our expectations of her. And this year, there we can bypass that. We know each other. We know how each other work and operate. So it's definitely been smoother sailing. Seven-game hitting streak for you, Jordan. What are the keys to being a consistent hitter? That's something I've really worked on the past couple years. Is that you know my freshman year I was able to hit with some power, but you know not too much consistency. And so this year I've really been focusing on picking pitches that. I can hit and then I can hit hard and just trying to, you know, drive it through someone and power comes from that. And that's awesome. But, you know, you don't always need to take like a huge swing. Um, And that's something that I've been trying to alter in my gameplay. So a three home runs last year, three home runs already this year. Has it been that simple, Jordan, just focusing on getting good at bats? And like you said, power comes with that naturally. You don't have to swing for the fences. If you have a good, consistent approach, the power comes naturally. Yeah, definitely. I think a huge part of the power, like, you know, you don't have to, like, be really tall or really strong. Like, you just need to have, like, a very quick bat. And um, with that bat speed will come the power. And so that's something I've focused on as well. But like I said, with the like quality at bat mentality, that's something that I really like honed in on in the fall and worked throughout our off season, and something that just gave me a lot of confidence at the play that I can take into this season. More often than not, do you know right when the ball leaves the bat that it's a home run? Yeah, more often than not, you do. Um, I would say like two out of the three home runs that I hit this 
weekend, um, I knew right off the bat that they were gone. But sometimes you do, like, miss hit and you get lucky and they go over. Or if the fence is really deep, like, you don't always know. But I would say, like, probably 75% of the time, like, you know right off the bat. How is it hitting right after Virginia Irby? How does that help? I mean, Virginia's awesome. Like, she's awesome to hit after. Like, a lot of times, like, she's going to be on. So, I think it's easier to hit in a situation where a runner is on because there's so much more you can do at the plate. Whereas, like, if you're leading off, like, your really only option is to get a hit. And so, like, with Virginia being on, like, she kind of sets the tone and getting on a lot. So, it makes it easier for people after her to try and score her. My guest at this time on the Colgate Raider Report podcast is Jordan Miller of the Colgate softball team. Has right field always been your position, Jordan? No, my freshman year, I was in left field. Um, Because we had two senior outfielders that were in center and right. So I was in left then. And then sophomore year, I was in center early on and then switched to right. And so far this year, it's been right field. What's more satisfying, making a great catch or throwing someone out at third or home? For me, it's throwing the person out. I really have worked hard, like, throughout my high school years to develop my arm. So whenever I can, you know, showcase it, it's, awesome and that's like a huge momentum play but obviously making a big catch is very awesome too so but for me I would say um just throw and how have you developed your arm what kind of work goes into that Jordan yeah so a lot of long toss like I have three sisters that I've been fortunate enough to play catch with me throughout um my years so we've done tons of long toss we threw with like slightly heavier ball to develop our arms and my older sister played so you know, for a while there, she was throwing further than me and that like that competitive edge between us. I was like, no, I need to, you know, work harder and, you know, be as able to throw as far as her. So that definitely uh, helped too. Colgate softball lost some great talent to graduation, but saying that it must be good to see the freshmen off to a great start. Morgan Farrer, Rebecca Johnson, and Caitlin Bruso all contributing right away. How have the freshmen been received by the upperclassmen? Oh, we love the freshmen. They're such great kids. Um, or I hesitate to say kids. They're only two years younger than me, but they're awesome. Like, they have such great attitudes about them, and they're, you know, happy to be there, excited to be there. They work just as hard as us, if not harder, and they've just been really great. And, like, to see them have, like, such immediate success is really exciting for all of us and, you know, gives the program a lot of hope, too. Next challenge in Fairfax, Virginia. How is the preparation going for that trip where you guys are going to play George Mason and Albany? So we're really excited to get out there. I mean, we've played Albany a bunch of times before. So, you know, last time we played them, it didn't really go so well for us. So I think we're all really eager to, you know, get back out there and play them. So preparation this week is just kind of staying the course. We're just getting some swings in, some defense today, and then, We'll like go live off of our pitchers just to see some more at-bats before we head into the weekend. Let's take a break from softball and let's talk some academics. Your major, Applied Mathematics. What does Applied Mathematics exactly mean, Jordan? Yeah, so Applied Math is basically taking like all of these theories that you use and applying them to different types of like numerical analyses. So we've used a lot of computers to simulate things that like, you know, if we can't solve something by hand the computer can solve it for us so that's what a lot of it goes into i've been using a lot of it for my other major mathematical economics so 
I can apply math to economic problems, which has been very cool to see like the interaction between the two. You have done very well in the classroom. What has worked well for you as a student? What works well for me is like the same thing as in softball. Is, like you just have to like be confident in that you know the material. Like I don't necessarily like see the point in overstudying because you know if you're in class, you're absorbing the material, you're doing everything right, like you're doing the work. So when it comes time for the test, like you can be really confident in that like you've done the preparation, you know the material, you can take that test. Is Disney World still a big deal to someone that lives in the Orlando area or yeah, it's Disney World, no big deal? For me, it's yeah, it's Disney World, no big deal. The lines are crazy. Um, as, you know, a 20-year-old, I don't really, you know, get the thrill from the ride anymore, but um, I'm more of a Universal fan, which I will wake up at the crack of dawn to get there before everyone else gets there. So Universal is more my speed. Um, Disney World, not so much. You love all the Orlando tourists or can they get on the natives' nerves? I don't really mind them either way. I don't have, like, too strong of an opinion. The people at the theme parks and all that, like, sometimes they can get a little, like, lost and walk a little slow. But, you know, I mean, that comes with the territory of them not being there and you being a resident of the state. Still a shock to the system, moving from Florida, and now you attend college in the Northeast, a very cold and snowy Hamilton, New York. Have you gotten used to it at all, or still a shock to the system? Oh, it's still a shock to my system every time I step out of the house. Anytime it's probably like below 60, I'm chilled. So it's been fun, though. It's been definitely so different from anything that I grew up with. So coming here for college has been really great, and I've definitely learned a lot, like, about the snow, how to drive in it. I'm still not the best, still learning, but it's been a really great experience. I wouldn't change it for anything. Jordan, this was fun. Thank you so much. Congratulations on the quick start, and I know it's going to continue. Best of luck the rest of the way. Yeah, thank you so much, Eric. That is Colgate's Jordan Miller on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Now we are talking Colgate men's hockey on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. This is Eric Malinowski, and very glad to be talking to star goaltender for the Colgate men's hockey squad, Mitch Benson. Mitch, first of all, I know it's senior night, but it's got to make you feel good and the other freshmen, sophomores, and juniors to beat Rensselaer for this amazing senior class and give them the proper send-off. Definitely, definitely. No, that was that was a huge uh, message that we wanted to uh, to take into the night. You know, it's uh, the seniors, they've been here for four years. This is their night, so let's send them off in a good way. And how big was last weekend sweep from a confidence standpoint heading into last weekend of the regular season? Uh, no, I think it was huge, especially our last weekend at home and you know the last time we played Union, we ended up on the, the wrong side of it pretty badly so it was, it was good to see that we could compete with them and you know kind of turn the tables and then again with RPI another pretty solid squad we we put out a really good effort and you know it turned into a really solid weekend for us a lot at stake this weekend what's the mindset going into north country as I would assume it's a fine balance Mitch where you know the importance of this weekend you want to host a home playoff series but again you don't want to put too much pressure on yourselves where you kind of play out of sorts and not like yourself. Yeah, no, no, totally. I think the the focus like like last weekend is going to be the same as we as this weekend, you know, kind of just focus on our own game, you know, regardless of who's at the other end or on the other bench. If we focus on ourselves and, you know, give it our best shot, we should like what we see at the end of 60 minutes. 7 for 7 on the penalty kill this past weekend. What was working for Colgate in this particular part of the game? Our assistant coach Dana has been doing a really great job with the penalty kill and we've just been kind of working on just, you know, like short static movements, not big loops, but stops and and starts and uh 
getting back to center, staying really close, not, you know, closing down seams. So we, you know, ran that really well on the weekend, and it definitely showed in the uh, in the percentage there. How did you like styling and profiling in those bicentennial jerseys? What did you think, Mitch? You know what? I'm a really big fan of them. I just like, uh, I don't know if it's the Golden Sea or kind of like the retro style with the no names on the back, but uh, I'm a really big fan of them, believe it or not. I know you're new to the rivalry, but how special was that 3-2 overtime win against Cornell where you had 41 saves against the Big Red? Uh, it was it was really cool. You know, I, I've only played in an atmosphere like that maybe once or twice. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, the first time for like a really hostile crowd, like, like the fans are at Cornell. So it's probably, you know, I said on the bus after the game, probably one of the, you know, the best games I've ever played in my life. <laughs> um, uh, so it was awesome. I know we hadn't beaten them in a while. So it was a, it's a good win. And I, I know our seniors wanted to beat them at least once in their time here. So we got that done for them. This is Eric Malinowski talking with Colgate men's hockey goalie, Mitch Benson on the Colgate Raider Report podcast with all the game actions of freshmen. Do you still feel like a freshman? To be honest with you, I don't really think about that. <laughs> I just, uh, just another game at a time. Uh, I was fortunate enough with my last year junior to play uh, a wealth of games, so I'm, I'm used to you know playing a lot, and uh, I actually enjoy the challenge. What's your first season been like at Colgate University, in your estimation? It was a really steep learning curve so far. You know, it's just you know trying to pick up little things here and there, and and getting used to the speed and the shots. But overall, it's a thing I've been trending upwards, and hopefully you can continue in that uh, direction. What has been the most difficult adjustment to Division One men's hockey? I'd have to say definitely the speed, and, and everybody can shoot the puck. There's no, you know, coming from junior, you got your your guys that are, you know, your, their, their top scorers, and of course they have that here in the NCAA, but you, you can never take a shift off. You always got to be ready. Everybody can shoot. Everybody can score. So if you're caught sleeping, it's usually going to end up in the back of the net. Don Vaughn, an absolute class act. All the assistants, great guys. How has this coaching staff helped you develop already? Uh, they've been fantastic, not only in, in the confidence section, you know, by, you know, letting me play a lot of the games and even if I'm not having my best outing by keeping me in, you know, kind of to learn the ropes and then on the development side, just, you know, practice has been good. There's goalie focused drills, which are great for us and the combination of, you know, playing a lot and then developing in practice has just been awesome. How did playing with the Brooks Bandits prepare you for ECAC hockey? Well, Brooks number one is a really awesome organization, uh, focused heavily on defense, even though they put up a ton of goals, like they've never really given up a ton. And AJ NHL in general, I believe, is a pretty low-scoring league. Uh, so it's similar to the ECAC where there's kind of, you know, it's pretty tight defensively and, you know, one mistake here or there could cost you the game. So just preferring in that, you know, mindset of, like, limit mistakes and, and just tight games here and there, that's definitely prepared me. What prompted your decision to choose Colgate? It was definitely just the balance of great academics, number one, and great athletics. You know, there's a storied uh, program here with hockey and, you know, a top tier school academically in the country. So you can't just, like, it's hard to say no to that, that opportunity. In a history of great goaltenders at Colgate University, saying that, did you know Colton Point at all? Did you meet him on any of your recruiting trips? Have you talked to Colton at all? Unfortunately, I was never able to meet him in person, but um, he actually reached out to me earlier in the year, just, you know, giving me his number and saying, hey, if you have any questions or anything like that, feel free to to send me them. And I actually, believe it or not, before the Cornell weekend, asked him a couple questions that turned out to be pretty beneficial, so... What's it like playing at the class of 1965 arena? Uh, it's a beautiful facility. 
it's a beautiful facility. You know, the dressing room is unreal. Our, our lounge area is awesome. And then, you know, just the, you've got the, the really nice uh, jumbotron sitting in the middle there. And the, the crowd support we get is pretty awesome as well. Growing up, did you pattern your game after a goaltender or maybe a couple of goaltenders out there? Did you have someone that you tried to emulate when you were growing up or not really? Growing up, I was a huge Marty Berbera fan, but kind of emulating my game after somebody I kind of tried to focus on too. Big fan of Carey Price as you know, most Canadian goalies are, but I was also kind of idolized uh, Braden Holpe. He just reads the game so well. And he's so patient. It's definitely something I tried to get into my game. And you talked about the balance here at Colgate University, not only great Division One athletics, but also its reputation. The classroom speaks for itself. How has life in the Colgate classroom been for you so far, Mitch? The start is a little tough transition as I was out of high school for, you know, two or three years. But after the first two weeks, I believe I transitioned pretty well. Obviously, it's been a lot of hard work, but it's definitely manageable and uh, hopefully to keep that going here in the second semester. Mitch, great stuff. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. I really appreciate it and best of luck down the stretch. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. That is Colgate goaltender Mitch Benson on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Very excited to be talking Colgate women's hockey on the Colgate Raider Report podcast as the playoffs coming up this weekend, talking to one of the stars of the Colgate women's ice hockey team, senior forward Shea Labby. Colgate women's hockey in the midst of an eight-game unbeaten streak, Shay. Seems like the Raiders playing their best hockey of the season. Why do you think that is? I think we're just a really focused group, and we know uh, we know what we want to do at the end of the day, but I think the biggest thing is that we're just having a lot of fun, and you know, at the end of the year, things really start to come together as a team, and I think that's exactly what's happening for us, so... Uh, you know, we committed to every to buying in at the beginning of the season, and I think we're just um, we're we're starting to see some of the uh, rewards of doing that now. So it's been a lot of fun. Was it tough to have that much fun in the beginning of the season? Did you guys feel the pressure from last year going to the national title game? Was it kind of a different atmosphere in the beginning of the season compared to now, or no? I think it was a little bit different for sure. I think um, it's pretty natural to feel the pressure. Um, after the season we had last year, but I think we really um, just kind of discovered who we were um, as a team this year. And once we did that, and once we kind of believed in that, I think that pressure has kind of started to fade away, and we were just focused on playing our own game. And and that's when things really started to get rolling for us. You broke the program single season record for assists against Union with your 26th of the season. What's this record mean to you, or it doesn't mean much to you right now? You'll think about it after the season, or it doesn't mean something to you right now? Just a testament to my line mates and the rest of my team. I mean, obviously. Um, you're not going to get that record without them, and I'm playing with uh, two unbelievable players um, right now with Jesse Aldridge and Malia Schneider. But yeah, it's not the biggest thing on my mind at the moment. I think we're we're chasing for bigger and, and better things as a team. I think it's a pretty awesome thing, not just for myself but for the entire team. Recently, you were named ECAC Hockey Player of the Week and also the NCAA Third Star of the Week, and you earned this because you were all over the score sheet against Yale and Brown. How did it feel to play this well, especially against Brown, which was senior day, Shay? How was senior day? It was amazing. Being in this position, it's kind of hard to believe that you're, you know, you're a senior heading into your last um, playoff. But I think that it was great to see just the whole team really play well in, in that weekend. And as a senior and speaking on behalf of the rest of the class, it really meant a lot to us that we really just dug in and just really boosted our game to another level um, that weekend. And senior weekend, it's, it's tough to believe that that, that happened but, um, and that we're here. But 
it feels pretty good to have such hardworking people within my class and having the, the rest of the team supporting us all the way. Talking to Shay Labby, one of the stars of the Colgate women's ice hockey team, you can mentally prepare yourself all you want, but until you experience senior day firsthand, you really don't know what's going to happen. Saying that, Shay, how were your emotions for senior day? Yeah, I think we were all pretty emotional, but I think we're trying not to think about how the season's coming to an end here because we're just focused on trying to play for as long as we can and I think that's the our biggest focus as a team is just keep going out there and um, being in the moment and uh, just trying to get better every step of the way. What's it like being a captain of this Colgate women's ice hockey team? To be honest it's great I mean they make my job easy they're a super easy group to lead I think everybody's very independent everybody knows what they need to do um, as an individual and on a, on a team level you know it makes it easy for me I don't have to worry about too much I just go out there and play my game because I know everybody else is going to do the same thing. Do you feel like you're pretty much the same player that you were last year in the locker room or did you have to adapt a little bit to become a captain? For the most part, I haven't changed much, and I've stayed to um, you know who I am and sticking with uh, the values that I have and uh, what I'm good and what I bring to the team. And I think that this year, a lot of players um, have just stepped up into other roles to fill the seniors that we lost last year, and I think it's been great. I don't think that I've changed too much, but I think that we've had some uh, some players that have really stepped up and um, have really started contributing to our team a lot more this year, which is awesome to see. Shay, a couple wins against Harvard this season. What are you expecting from the Crimson this weekend in the best of three ECAC quarterfinal series? Yeah, they're a skilled, fast team, and I think the biggest thing we just have to keep in mind is that they're never going to stop and they're going to keep pushing. I know that for the seniors that they have on their team, uh, we've ended their their uh, seasons twice so far, so they're going to come at us uh, as hard as they can, and we just have to be ready to do the same thing and just to never give up because they're going to keep coming. How did the annual Autism Awareness game go this year? Uh, it was awesome. Huge success. I think that's one of the, the best games to play in and the most meaning, one of the most meaningful games um, of the season, and it was great to see all the support that we got from the community and uh, to see some of the kids that we skate with come out to the game and cheer us on. It's a great feeling. Like I said, that game's one of the best of the year. Huge success. It was awesome. The jerseys are always great too, Shay. Describe them yeah. and the story behind this year's jersey design. I know the jerseys always have a story behind the design, so tell the fans out there that didn't get to see them, uh, what did they look like and the story behind them? Yeah, so this years jerseys were pretty colorful they were in blue which is the the color for autism awareness and they had a bunch of puzzle pieces coming down our right side of our jersey which is also a symbol of autism awareness they went with a little bit of a creative look this year with putting the ribbon as the neckline which was awesome and yeah they were just very well designed and i props to my coaches and our equipment manager for putting those together they were awesome in the home stretch shay what is the toughest year been academically for you freshman sophomore junior or the year you're in right now as a senior i think academically definitely freshman year i mean it's a bit of a transition coming from high school and high school hockey to uh being a student athlete at uh, a school like colgate so i think freshman year trying to figure out how everything works and kind of Figuring out where and what you want to study definitely makes it a little more difficult, but um, from just having support from my teammates and stuff like that has really helped, helped me out and helped me learn and, and has uh, 
gotten me to where I am as a senior. So, Still hoping that you're on the ice next year? Are you still looking to play after graduation, Shay? I am. I am still looking. Um, undecided on what I'm going to do, but hopefully I'll still be on the ice. Eventually going to do something in the geology field, or you may turn in a different direction after your hockey career is all over with? I am actually going to be working in sports social media. I've been an intern with the Colgate Athletics Department for um, the past few years, and I think I'm going to be heading down down that road and uh, working in athletics. Your sister Bryn, also a senior player, I believe, on a women's ice hockey team at Norwich University. How's she doing? Uh, she's doing awesome. Um, their team's headed into the finals for their league this upcoming weekend. Hopefully they'll get a four-peat here this weekend. And she's also a student teacher at the moment. So she's just all around, just killing it as a, as a student athlete, um, captain of their team. Uh, three-time captain, actually, so she's she's killing it. It's great to see. Now, Shay, on the road, do the public address announcers always say Labby, or do they sometimes mispronounce it? How bad have you heard it? <laughs> I got a couple different things. I'll get Labby most of the time, which is great, because that's how I pronounce it, but I get Labay, which is also fine. That's just the French way of saying it, but a lot of the times I get Lab, and that causes a lot of us uh, just kind of chuckle a little bit but uh usually they're right on point so shay absolute pleasure thank you so much best of luck this weekend against harvard thank you appreciate it that is colgate women's ice hockey senior forward shay labby on the colgate raider report podcast you are listening to the colgate raider report podcast this is eric malinowski and very pleased to be talking to for the first time jasmine johnson assistant strength and conditioning coach at colgate university first of all jasmine welcome to the show and welcome to colgate university Thank you so much, and thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Now, before I ever got the press release announcing your hire, I heard this energetic yet purposeful voice booming last Wednesday as my head was down, getting the radio equipment out. You certainly got my attention as you were getting the women's basketball team ready for their game. No easing in, right, Jasmine? You were all ready to go day one? Yeah, there's no easing in. As soon as you get here, this is a part of the job. You have to be ready to go, and I had the opportunity to be part of the women's basketball game, and of course, I have to get the athletes ready, and I wanted them to get energized and pumped, so it was amazing, and it was an awesome experience. What strengths do you feel you possess that make you a good fit for this job? My strengths of being able to connect with the athletes, whether that's personality-wise, and also, I was once a former athlete as well. I was an athlete at Temple University, so it's being able to understand what it's like to be a student athlete. I feel like that really gives me, you know, the strength of being a part of here at Colgate University because the athletes can understand that I've been a part of it too, just at a different university. And I also have the strength of being able to joke around. And I feel like, you know, once we, we're getting our work done the weight room, we're still getting after it. But I want them to know it's okay to, you know, talk to their peers next to them. It's okay to, you know, crack a joke once in a while, whether it's with their teammate or with where it's with me. So I believe with all of those things and the qualities that I have, that's what brings it out and makes gives me those strengths here at Colgate. You will be involved in a lot of different sports here at Colgate. A lot of strength and conditioning overlap for the different programs, or each sport has their own unique regimen as far as strength and conditioning are concerned, or there is a lot of overlap. Each sport with me, they have their own program. So, for instance, I have women's basketball. I'm not going to give a women's basketball strength and conditioning program to my softball team. They're two completely different sports. Yes, there may be some crossover, whether we're going to do a squat, but again, I'm not going to have someone do a different type of rotation movement that a softball player is going to do than 
uh, one of my women's basketball players or women's soccer players. So I like to take my time when making my programs, understanding what each sport specifically needs due to their nature of their sport, and I try to implement that the best way I can in the weight room so that way it transfers to what they're doing out there on their field of sport. The research and all that to produce the best type of student-athlete for that particular sport, that must be exciting, Jasmine. It is. It's really exciting for me, and it's a lot of fun. Um, I was a Division One gymnast at Temple, and I only did one sport my entire life, so that was for 22 years I only did gymnastics. So for me, it's fun to look up uh, information or go see what the athletes are doing out at practice because then that helps me translate what I'm going to do with them in the weight room. And the athletes love it too. They love seeing me at a practice or they love seeing me at a game because that gets them fired up and they know that I'm involved and they know that I care. I know you're from New York State, but a long ways away from Colgate and Smithtown, New York. So saying that, Jasmine, what did you know about Colgate University before you got the job here? So being from the state of New York, you always hear about the upstate schools such as Syracuse, Colgate, Cornell, UAlbany, Union. And what really drove me to apply for Colgate is just the passion that these athletes have and them being able to balance out their academic schedule along with being a student athlete. And that's what brought me here because the drive and the passion that they have translate not only on the field and in the weight room, but it translates off the field. And that's what really made me choose and want to come to Colgate. That's why I applied. And that's what got me into here, and I'm proud to say that, you know, I accepted the job, and here I am. Yeah, you mentioned the academics, Jasmine, and coaches recognize right away that they really have to do a good job of balancing the athletics with the academics. Did you kind of notice that right away as you came to Colgate, how important academics are here juggling with the athletics portion? Yes, I did notice that. It was something I noticed right away my first week. I had one of my student-athletes come up to me and say, hey, Coach Jazz, I have something that I need to do for to get an internship for the summer, and it's really important along with my academics. And I said, look, academics will come first. I need you to figure out what you need to do for that, and we will take care of working you back into the schedule for the weight room. And it was easy. We ended up scheduling her the same day, just at a different time. And it was something that I noticed the coaches, too, emphasized you know, a lot when I got here, that academics come first. And you can just see it with the athletes and how much passion that they have talking about their classes or telling me about their major. And it's something that just you know draws me more to the athlete. I'm talking to Jasmine Johnson, assistant strength and conditioning coach here at Colgate University. I always love my talks with director of strength and conditioning, Paul Helsel. How's it been working with Paul so far? He's been really helpful. You know, this is only my second week here and all the questions that I have, it's great that, you know, he doesn't get a little annoyed by uh, me trying to figure out where everything is. But again, he's been very helpful. Any questions that I have, he's always willing to answer. And I really thank him all the time for just making me feel so comfortable and accepted here right away with only my second week starting. You alluded to it. And I also noticed, Jasmine, that gymnastics has been a major part of your life. So tell the Colgate listeners out there about your involvement with gymnastics growing up and also at Temple University. Yes. So, like I said, I did gymnastics for 22 years. So I started at the age of two. Um, during your early years, your parents can decide if you want to go to the Olympics or not. And, you know, my parents wanted me to 
make friends and stay and try to, you know, be successful in college athletics. So I'm glad I got to lead down that path. Along the way, I did try other sports, but my passion was gymnastics. And through there, through all the hard work and dedication, you know, I did five years while I was at Temple. I had to take a fifth year due to fracturing a wrist, but that's okay. I ended up becoming stronger and better. And I also got to learn along the way about different sports, too, while I was still a student athlete trying to get my internship role into strength and conditioning. So really, I thank gymnastics every single day for, you know, allowing me to be the best that I can be and always striving to be perfect. Um, it's something that I miss. Sometimes my student athletes will ask if I can still do a backflip. And if they do a good lift, I'll, I'll give a little backflip for them. But again, it's just been uh, a whirlwind of doing gymnastics. And there's days that I miss it, but it's also taught me a lot of things that I can transfer over into the weight room. I know you're still new to the job and you're still new to Hamilton, New York, but how has the adjustment been so far to the hustle and bustle of Hamilton, New York, Jasmine? I'm getting there. It's different. I'm still trying to learn where everything is. Um, you know, I'm also trying to get used to the snow that's coming in every other day here at Hamilton. You know, it catches me by surprise, um, but it's really also helpful that the staff here, and it doesn't matter what department, uh, everyone is in, they still try to help me out to let me know what's the best place to go to eat on campus or where's the best coffee spot that I can go to. So I really appreciate them trying to help me figure out where things are in Hamilton for little certain things that I may need. Jasmine, really nice talking to you. Thank you so much for your time and best of luck here at Colgate University. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Once again, that's Jasmine Johnson, assistant strength and conditioning coach at Colgate University on the Colgate Raider Report podcast.